0: Welcome to What the Wealth, a financial planning and investment podcast for professionals and families to help you navigate life's financial transitions. Jonathan's mission is to facilitate the ability for you to plan for and create the life you love, free from anxiety about money. And now, here's your host, certified financial planner, Jonathan Bedner.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the 55th episode of What the Wealth. I'm your host, Jonathan Bednar. I'm a certified financial planner. And this podcast is to help you go from financial confusion to financial confidence. Today, I want to talk about the importance of an emergency fund. And with surging inflation, cost of living continuing to go higher, really no end in sight. Now you're starting to see the Federal Reserve raise interest rates to help combat the inflation, and as they raise interest rates, what you're going to see is the value of assets go down. Account values will go down if they are in uh, investments. Bonds are negatively correlated to interest rate rises. So as interest rates go up, bond prices go down. You're also going to probably see a slowdown. To what extent? I don't know. But it, you know, in theory, as, as interest rates go up, you should also see the values of homes go down. So as we see the Federal Reserve raise rates to help combat and fight inflation, which is running rampant, you're going to see the toll of that be negative for the assets you own. It is very important that you have an emergency fund. There was a study on CNBC.com and they actually this they got this information from a bank rate uh, telephone survey. But it says that only 56% of Americans, excuse me, 56% of Americans can't cover a $1,000 emergency fund expense with savings, meaning they don't have the money saved up in order to pay for an unexpected emergency. So the other things that they would have to do would be sell off their investments, charge it on a credit card, pay the bill and cut other expenses out, borrow from family and friends. And when you do that, you put yourself in a very tough situation that becomes very hard to get out. It's almost like a repeating cycle. So again, as we look at this, it says 56% of Americans can't cover a $1,000 emergency expense from their savings account. So if I actually look at this, how Americans could cover A thousand dollar bill. 44% said they could pay from it from savings. 20% said they had to charge it on a credit card and pay it over time. 15% said they could pay the bill, but they would have to cut other expenses. 10% said they would have to borrow from family or friends. 4% says they would have to take out a personal loan. This does not set you up for financial success. What we talk about in our office is you can't help anyone else unless you can help yourself. And by doing that, one of the first steps is to have an emergency fund, especially as we move farther and farther into a time of uncertainty around rising costs, rising inflation, rising interest rates. Things are going to cost more. And having that cash savings set aside will help won't fully insulate, but will help insulate from expenses as they continue to rise. And not just expenses, but an emergency, a true emergency. So one of the first things that you should do is you should build up a $1,000 emergency fund. And when tires are bald because you've put 60,000 miles on them, that is not what an emergency fund is to cover. It's not to cover uh, an oil change. It is not to cover routine health care. An emergency fund is for those catastrophic events that happen, whether it's an unexpected illness or health event, or you got laid off from your job, or you had a wreck and the car's totaled, so now you need a rental car. It is for true emergencies, not lack of planning. And I think too many people confuse the difference between those two. So you want to put back, you want to prioritize and you want to get a thousand dollars put back into a savings account. I recommend the savings account be a separate account somewhere else that is not easily accessible. So it is not tied into your checking and you just earmark in your mind that there's a $1,000 there for emergencies. This money has to be taken out of that account and go and placed into another account somewhere else that's not easy to get to. I urge you not to draw down your investments especially when they're already down in market years, and tap those for an emergency. What you do is you end up putting additional sequence of return risk and market timing risk into your portfolio by drawing down your assets while they're also going down in value just from what's going on in the market and the economy right now. So $1,000 goes into a true emergency fund set aside for true emergencies. Some of this, you know, I think Dave Ramsey does a very good job of of laying out his seven baby steps. The next thing you want to do is you want to focus on trying to build up your emergency fund to somewhere between three and six months. If you're uh, if you're a husband and wife, or you got a spouse, and only one of you works, then sometimes I recommend maybe going a little bit longer and trying to achieve twelve months of. Emergency living expenses in an emergency account. So the first goal is to get a thousand dollars. The second goal is to ramp that up between if you're, if you're married and there's two of you, then I would suggest three to six months worth of living expenses. If, if it is just one of you that is working, then I would, I would recommend pushing that out to 12 months of living expenses. The way you do this is, is the same way you eat an elephant, one bite at a time. Takes time. You have to focus. You have to be hyper-focused on building this emergency fund. But once the emergency funds are built, then you should continue creating savings after you've done your long-term investment. But you should also then create what we call the Opportunity Fund. This is where things get very, very interesting. Number one, the Opportunity Fund Connect is a backup emergency fund. So if you deplete your emergency savings account for uh, an emergency that happens, then... And you have this Opportunity Fund built in, then you can tap the Opportunity Fund. But if you don't have an emergency and you don't have a need for Opportunity Fund, as these interest rates continue to go up and there's more and more pressure on stocks and real estate and assets, then maybe you get, that's right, an Opportunity I don't know when the next recession will be. I don't think any of the pundits on TV can predict the next recession. You know, if we think back two years ago to coronavirus, when we had the entire economy shut down. Now, they did start almost immediately priming the pump and printing money and offering stimulus and PPP loans and direct-to-consumer money. So that certainly helped, and that's part of the reason why we have the inflation problem that, that is running rampant today. But no one can tell you when the next recession is going to be. But it's important to, once you have your emergency fund set aside, create that opportunity fund. That opportunity fund, and again, this is aside from long-term investing, but that opportunity fund is going to be a place when when the market's down 30 or 40% and everyone's fearful of it going to zero, you've got some money to step in and buy something. When the housing market corrects, you've got money to go buy another house or a rental property or you know maybe a property that you want to use for Airbnb or VRBO. If you don't have the opportunity fund, then you don't have the, the assets or the cash to go Take advantage of the opportunity, and that is one of the most important things. You have to be able to strike when the opportunity presents itself. So that means this opportunity fund could be sitting for some time. Now, I don't recommend the opportunity fund be sitting in cash doing nothing for 10 or 20 years until the opportunity presents itself, I'm just talking it really at a super high level of identifying, okay, this is the money that we are going to dedicate and throw money to so that when an opportunity strikes, that's the place we go get money. We don't want to disrupt the opportunity fund to, to cover to cover a routine, quote-unquote, emergency, like an oil change, which is, again, a little tongue-in-cheek there, is not an emergency. So I just wanted to kind of shed some light back on at a high level, not the actual steps you go through to, to build the emergency fund. That just takes dedication and savings. If you're not doing that, I recommend you go through Dave Ramsey's uh, Financial P- uh, Peace University. Do the baby steps. They work. They've worked for millions of people. I guess I can't really quantify millions because I don't know how many people have actually gone through Financial Peace University. But I assume that it's millions of people and it works. You follow his seven baby steps, you get your emergency fund, your initial $1000 built up. You start doing a debt snowball on your debt, then you start getting 3 to 6 months in, you know, your regular emergency funds. Then you can move on to long-term investing. He doesn't really have a strategy for opportunity fund. So this is where, you know, what I'm saying deviates a little bit from, you know, what his plan is. But I really just like the idea of, of creating that, that opportunity fund so that, again, when the rental house or the rental apartment complex or uh, the VRBO comes up, or even if there's just a market decline and there's an opportunity to buy something, buy it. Or, you know, I, in my past life, I don't do this as much anymore now that I have kids, but I've liked horse trading. You know, buy a, buy a trailer see how much I can get it for, and then turn around and sell it and flip it. And if you have that opportunity fund, you've got access to do that without disrupting your emergency fund, without disrupting your HSA contributions, without disrupting your long-term investment savings. If you don't have, if you're one of those 56% of people that cannot cover a $1,000 emergency fund, my challenge to you is to get $1,000 in a different account, earmarked for these emergencies as fast as you can. Thanks for listening to episode 55 of What the Wealth. hope you go out and create the life you love. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.
0: Thank you for joining us on What the Wealth. For more information, get in touch with Jonathan at whatthewealth.com. Remember to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any information that can help you create the life you love.
1: This information is not intended to be a substitute for specific individualized tax advice. We suggest that you discuss your specific tax issues with a qualified tax advisor. Dave Ramsey is not an affiliate or endorsed by Paradigm Off Partners or LPL Financial.